All right. Our guest tonight is Kristen Thomas. Hello. Thank you for Hi. joining us. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so I saw you on Twitter. <laughs> the story of Carly's I know, life. Like every guest is like, hey, <laughs> saw you on Twitter. <laughs> but I like, love that you found me on Twitter. Right. And so we started following each other, and then I just saw that you were a sex coach, and I was like, I have to have you on our podcast because um, we haven't had a sex Mm-mm. a sex therapist, sex coach. Yeah, I mean, we do I have love a being on other people's podcast. So, and you have a podcast too, right? I do. Yeah, what's, what's it's called, it called "Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching." <laughs> I just love that. So it makes much. us so happy <laughs> that your podcast is keep keep them coming i just i don't i can't i love puns it's <laughs> Me great too. that is great first greatest. question people usually ask is how do you spell that and i have to say normally because i want to get past the censors right the it's, there's yeah. no you so. in there so <laughs> no <laughs> and, they don't let you have fun right no exactly. right um and we are drinking Tom Collins, except mm. for everyone changed it up a little. <laughs> yep. So you're drinking wine because your yeah, stuff. Yes, my lemon juice was expired. Rude. So I'm very jealous of your Tom Collins right now, honestly. It's so good. I mean, I've got to say it's more of a cherry, a <laughs> cherry like a lemonade cherry. Yes. with gin in it <laughs> at this good. point I'm all right because with that. we, I went a little crazy. But it I like a cherry good. limeade with some some gin or some vodka. So I can appreciate that. Right, yeah, it's yeah. delightful. Right. Uh, who is your badass lady that you want to tell us about? So this lady, I feel, was instrumental in my personal journey and mm-hmm. understanding more about myself and what I need in a relationship and for pleasure. She's also an inspiration for me professionally. I joke that I want to be her when I grow grow up, mm-hmm. and that's Esther Perel. Have you heard of Esther Perel before? No. I don't think so. I love introducing people to Esther Perel. Um, <laughs> Introduce I mean, she's, us. She's pretty popular for what she does, but there's tons of people who have still never heard of her. Um, she is a sex therapist, so imagine uh-huh. that. That's, oh, that's <laughs> shocking. Who I admire, right? <laughs> so she's European. She's Belgian, and she's the child of two Holocaust survivors. So I think she's got a very unique perspective on humanity. Yeah. yeah, She's often said in speeches and TED Talks that she feels there's, there were two kinds of people in that community because she grew up in a community of all Holocaust survivors. Wow. Some people basically sat Shiva the rest of their lives. They did right. not come out of that. Oh, um, I just got chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then other people chose to live their, their lives again. So the people either didn't die or they choose to live again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she saw the difference in the vivaciousness. And she's like, I never talked to my parents about their sex lives, but I can imagine that was really healthy because of the way that they loved each other and communicated and the things that I know now. Um, my parents were those people who chose to live their lives. That's awesome. So she got really intrigued about human sexuality after the Clinton Lewinsky scandal. She was okay. in Europe. She's like, why are people so obsessed with what's going on over there? Like, right. pol- politicians do that here all the time. Nobody gives a shit. Right. <laughs> well, and, politicians um, do that here all the time as well. <laughs> right? Also, uh, people so get she came way more freaked started- out here about oh, yeah. sex. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. So she came over here and started practicing. And, yeah, she's done a few TED Talks. She's got a few books. Okay. Her 
her book, Mating in Captivity, is pretty much a must read for all my couples clients. Mating Captivity. Mating in Captivity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Writing it down. Note to self. There's so many good things that are there for, for you and yourself, but also for you in your partnership. One of my favorite things she talks about, because the Mating in Captivity's subtitle is Unlocking Erotic Intelligence. Ooh. And she talks in there about how a lot of the times why in long-term relationships we lose desire over time is because romantic love has sold us on this notion that you're just supposed to get closer and closer and closer until one day you are one. And then you're bored. As <laughs> we are one. She, it is boring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so nowhere else about, like, to go. Right? There's nothing more to like. There's cer- certainly things to learn. There's got to be things to learn. But maybe you're just on a level where you stop sharing. Um, anyway, she talks about how desire really resides in that space between you. You've got to maintain just a little bit of mystery and a little nuance in order to keep desire flourishing. That makes sense to me. Uh, when we moved into our house, there was no door on the bathroom <laughs> in the master bedroom. Like you could oh. sit on the toilet and look at the bed. And I was like, nope. I love you so much but, but i want to keep the put mystery a fucking door on that shit <laughs> yes you need some privacy that was that, that was the first thing we did was add a door into the bedroom slash master bathroom i was like no that is really weird Good because there's, that, like that's that's not even like keeping the door open that's like not having not a, a choice door. <laughs> it's real weird i was like mm. <sighs> first yeah thing i wouldn't did. do well with that nope yeah, gotta have a door. Like the weekend we moved in, the first day we moved in, it got a door. Thank <laughs> God. Keep that mystery. <laughs> you gotta have some mystery and about more things than just what uh, your bowel movements right. are like. Correct. Um, so, have you ever met her, or do you just want to? No, I haven't met her. I just want to. Uh, <laughs> I've that's I've got some people on my bucket list. I've got like her and um, oh gosh, Richard Branson. I really want to meet him. Um, <laughs> I definitely want to meet Oprah one day. So right, who doesn't want to meet Oprah? And run the jewels. That's my other. That rounds out my top. I five met of them. I want to meet. <laughs> I met them. Oh, that was I have a picture with them, and then I stood um, side stage when they uh, okay. when she, they were here like, at Sandstone. Yeah, in twenty seventeen, blowing yes. her mind right now. Carly. Yes, <laughs> it was <laughs> so cool. <gasps> See how flushed I am right now? Like, yes. I love Killer Mike and LP so I know. much. I know Killer Mike is. He's just. I'm gonna so get outspoken. My next tattoo is a is a Run the Jewels tattoo. Shut up. That's awesome. I've got an idea. It's gonna be I've like got an idea. A, it's gonna be like a little person holding like a bag of jewels, but uh-huh. like jewels are spilling out onto the ground. Aww. And then like one of them will be a fist, one of them will be a pistol. Yes. Angel <laughs> runner tattoo. Oh my god, that's She's so happy. So exciting. <laughs> like I'm so excited <laughs> for your tattoo. I'm so excited for you that you got to meet them. That's amazing. <laughs> like, yes, I'm jealous, but congratulations. That's Thanks. awesome. Thanks. See, I've always said the thing about run the jewels that I love about them because I love hip hop. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like they love pussy, but they respect it. They do respect the pussy. You have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to, but you should. No, you have to. <laughs> there are so many people that prove that wrong. I know. <laughs> well, and they're wrong. 
Correct. <laughs> we don't talk about those people. Yeah, that's true. Not on this podcast. We don't like them. Mm-mm. Um. So, what um, charity or organization did you want to talk about? I actually was kind of stuck between two. Or, oh, oh, sorry, I just kicked my light there. <laughs> well, you can you, tell can, us you both. can tell us both. That's fine. Okay. So, one that I really love is Barrier Babes. Yeah, I don't Barrier, know that I've heard of that. Barrier one. Babes is is a Kansas City local, you know, not for profit. So they're out in the community providing barrier protection. There had been some services out there doing like bar nights and stuff. So oh. some of those like had just fallen by the wayside. So they they picked it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, COVID took gave them a hit, but they also do period packs like um, for nice. homeless people. Yes. They drop off at shelters. Nice. Um, and, you know the thing about. Uh, they're, they've got this little packet that they give with the condom oftentimes that has the wheel of consent on it. Oh. So they're, they're out there not just trying to say, like, here's barrier protection, here's right. condoms. here's a condom. They're trying to talk about ways to facilitate conversations around safe sex and consent, too. That's amazing. I love that yeah. so much. I haven't heard of that, but I really like it. I haven't They're heard of that, awesome. and I'm ashamed of myself that right. I've not heard of that. So, right. yeah, that's amazing. No worries. We learn. They really we did learn. their best to be as non-binary as possible. They try yes. to uh, make sure they talk about it's you know penis owning people and vagina owning people because mm-hmm. you know um, nice. Everyone needs barrier protection, and Correct. especially when it comes to um, you know, trans people need period protection products as well. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, one hundred percent. Making sure that everyone in the community is taken care of. That's fucking awesome. That is. <laughs> like, and it's local. That makes me so, I'm so proud of that. Look That's at us. They're like young and not spunky. Me. And yes. they just have like so much energy to be out there changing the world. And I love that. I love anyone that's out there trying yeah. to make the planet their place. That's awesome. Yeah, and more accepting. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just more inclusive. Absolutely. I, I mean, I know you said we'll stick to this one, but I want to know what your second one was because I'm nosy. <laughs> Also, uh, I like Kansas- you a lot, and so I think I'll like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, the Kansas City Anti-Violence Project. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think does really good work here in town. Yeah. That's awesome. They, they haven't been able to do as much work over the last year, obviously, with COVID, with mm-hmm. some of their programs. Um, but, like, transformations and some of the stuff that they do for trans teens mm-hmm. and trans youth, I think is especially mm-hmm. important. Um, They're also keeping the conversation up on trans violence, especially when it comes to trans women of color in our city. Yeah. So we're not, they're not trying to let people forget about what's been going on. Good. You just keep giving me chills. I know. (laughs) That's one thing I, uh, I feel like over the last two years, something that's been made abundantly clear is how much we have to use our platforms and our privilege to talk about things that are going on outside of our spheres. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not trans. I currently don't have a trans client. Uh, I'm about to, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not about who I am or who I currently work with. It's, I have friends that are trans. I have colleagues. I have people in my network. Um, they're just people in my, my right. sphere that they're I love. They're just people. Right. They're yeah. just people and we should have empathy for everyone and Correct. Help protect them. Turns yes. out we should actually like care about all first. humans. 
Yeah. Right? Turns out. Turns yeah. out. You should probably yeah, care about all of Silence them. is violence really hit me. Yeah. In the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta speak up. Hell <sighs> yes, you do. And I like, like you. Like, yeah, I know. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> Thank we you. talk, I like we you talk about this stuff all the time and I love it. <laughs> I don't think that you can talk about human sexuality much without talking about politics and right. all the stuff Not that's been now, going on. For sure. Not Ooh. now, especially. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I have said, you may have seen on my social media, that um, you cannot have sexual liberation without social, racial, and economic justice. Correct. Because there's so much that goes into sexuality as a birthright and the, the freedom that an autonomy that needs to be maintained around that for all of us to have free sexual expression, you know, that I can't tell you what to do and vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, that freedom that we have to allow ourselves um, and allow other people is huge. And there's so many cultural taboos and constructs around it that tell us that we lack freedom for whatever reason yeah um but yeah we've got to you know for as much as a cisgendered white person wants to say that you know it's their freedom to to choose who and what they do well that means that you have to give that to someone who's trans and someone right. who's non-binary and to everyone you know, else someone yeah, you... who wants to love multiple people as long as it's all sane safe and consensual and mm-hmm. everyone's of age and it's all trans- you know right all the things <laughs> right. but still let's keep you know, all of it legal ways not yes <laughs> One way is not better than the other as long as everyone's age of consent and... And consenting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Age of it and doing it. Mm-hmm. Sexuality as a birthright. Oof. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like it. Like it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Pleasure is absolutely a birthright. Uh, no, absolutely. Like, it's yeah. just, it just makes you like... Totally. When you said that, I, 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 my head just went back like, oh, God. That's just, oh, yeah, yeah. That really makes you think. Mm-hmm. Ugh, God, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> good. I love it. Okay, so we like to start at the very beginning on this podcast. So We're we back. want to know what growing up was like for you, where and all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in Mexico, Missouri. Oh, Mexico. <laughs> But when you're from Mexico, you say you're from Mexico, Missouri. Right. Yeah. So I've had to break myself of that with age. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico, Missouri. I no longer say Warsh. Aw. As in Washington. Mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. a big one I had to break myself of. <laughs> but when I start drinking, the country accent comes back out. So. I, mean, um, I, I lived in town with my parents, but I basically grew up on my grandparents' farm. So I was out there all the time on 180 acres in the country. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just cows and, you know, neighbors' farms all around and right. row crop. So, um, you know, fishing, shooting guns when I was little, like all that kind of yep. <laughs> riding four-wheelers. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, we had a three-wheeler yeah. when I was, like, in second grade. Like, the most dangerous you just, thing like, you could just... did it on your own. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Out, out in the field riding around on a three-wheeler. Yeah. No helmet. No. no. And just, like, my, balls my to the wall. Yes. We, yep, uh, my-, my dad built us a, like, a ramp, a dirt ramp that we could ramp the fucking three-wheeler off. I always wanted one. Like, but now a three-wheeler's dangerous. I know. Yeah, no. <laughs> grandpa wouldn't let us get one of those. No. Oh, my dad was like, go crazy, bitch. Bye. <laughs> Do you have any siblings? I'm an only child. Okay. 
What was that like? Um, so my mom and dad did try after me. They ended up having a couple of topics, Mm -hmm. then a miscarriage. So it wasn't on purpose that I was an only child. So like I was very cognizant of that because I was old enough to remember those things happening. Like I found my mom with the first ectopic, like dying. So like I had to call my family to come get her to take her to the hospital. I'm like, she almost blooded out. So, okay. Third time with chills. I know. I'm like, oh, that was like. That was an intense thing as a four and a half year old. Oh, so, Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. Whew, but like, talk about I asked trauma. My mom as, Holy But then moly. I had a miscarriage as an adult, and I asked my mom, like, what was the thing that got you through that? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, this fucking sucks. She's like, you yeah. know, I never saw my mom crying or having like depression after it happened. I just don't have any memories of that at all. Right. Um, not gonna you just didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it. That was, the one thing she said, she's like, well, yeah, I mean, it happened. It was just behind closed doors, but it really wasn't that long because I really just focused on the fact that I, I still had you. And, Aww. you know, the first one, we were still going to try again. Yeah. But, you know, she was just happy she was alive. Right. Yeah. So, happy I she guess thought that does call 911. I guess okay, that so would, Okay, so my family like... has a history of not calling 911. Oh, <laughs> that was the whole thing. She wouldn't let me. My dad was out of town, and she was like, you know, crying. She's like, call grandpa. So she was like, like, fuck them cops. Call <laughs> 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 your grandpa. It, it's a long running joke because apparently every time someone on that side of the family gets injured, they don't call 911. They just drive themselves to the hospital. With obviously being in the country, it's, they just right. drive themselves I mean, it's different, in, but so. wow. Oh, but Oof. yeah. Anyway, so, um, you know, it's my parents. My parents are still together. So, uh, they're very conservative these days. <laughs> Yet they raised me to be like an environmentalist and uh, like a feminist. And they never, like, they didn't push church down my throat. I went to church on my own with a friend. As a Are teenager. they still in Mexico, Missouri? They're actually in Belton now. Oh, I know where that yeah. is. Okay. Thing hmm. is, my dad became a Rush Limbaugh fan. Oh. And he got really, really uh, radicalized. Why does um, that happen? Oh. Because my it's, um, it's father like, is high in authoritarianism, mm. and he is low in analytical and critical thinking. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like when your poor Gam Gam gets your swindled Gam Gam. by, uh, you know, the Nigerian prince. He just prince. needs some money. Oh, he just listened to one too many Rush Limbaugh episodes. Do you know... Okay, sorry, you said radicalized, and it made me think. You know the woman that was shot and killed at the Capitol riot? Mm -hmm. Did you know that she got radicalized in six months? She voted for Obama. Okay. Right, and then went to the Capitol and got shot dead trying to break into the Capitol. Yes. Like, that's how quick. And the reason I bring that up is that that (laughs) is how quick it can happen. Like, that that switch uh, that that it blows my it blows my mind was I, she I just, like a crunchy like granola organic person i don't know this is because my there's husband, a huge thing like, about those people going QAnon. yeah right uh, yeah mm-hmm. right i think she was in the air force wasn't she was. she, she, she had, was. had been in the air force before i don't mm-hmm. think she was a that was about all i knew about her was that she was former military but you know what all the people on the right were saying was that she was an antifa plant or that mm-hmm. was fake and that she didn't really die Oh yeah, totally. So, like, we all saw the they video. They on their own. Unfortunately, we all saw that fucking video. It was, it was funny. My 
my dad won't get the vaccine, but he made my mom go get it. That is ridiculous. I mean, she's like, older than him and she's a higher risk. He's that I'm like, oh, okay. You son of a bitch. You're only four years younger than her and you have diabetes and fatty liver disease. <laughs> Did you, you wrote a will at the beginning of COVID for the first time ever after been bothering you for 20 years. About uh -huh. it. But is he still acting like it's fake? Uh -huh. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. He can't say it's fake because he made my mom. Exactly. Get the I can't. I cannot. I can't. Just, no, my dad is a. Uh, like, it makes no sense. It my dad's no sense. a hella hillbilly Republican, but he got the vaccine, and he stayed. He stayed home and wore a mask and was like, really like, super strict about people not coming over. Like we couldn't go over, and mm -hmm. he was like that. But then he Which was just like, amazing. can't take my guns. <laughs> so Every few times I let my parents come over, and my dad's like, hug. I'm like, no. I don't know where you've been with no mask on. Yeah. You've been to Raymore Walmart. <laughs> you are not giving me a hug. I'm not going to let you give me a hug after that I anyway. Like. <laughs> I worked there in high school. No, no. I can judge it. I worked there. I was Miss Dalton. I can judge it. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, I was let's Ms. talk Dalton about 1998. that. Yes. Uh, yes, girl. Uh, yes. <laughs> I got to wear a crown and ride in, on the back of a Corvette. Oh, and, yes. oh my and then I broke up with my boyfriend I'd been going out with for a few years, a preacher's son. I don't know that I've ever met me, royalty. Uh, for, yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> it's a tiny-ass crown, actually. I found it a couple of months ago. <laughs> I was like, this bunk-ass crown. I'm like, God, it's not even good. My best friend had worn it two years before me. She had a really nice crown. And when I got mine, I, I had to fight the, like... Like, not like, have thanks. a... a isn't that face? the first runner-up crown? I'd be like, mm, I'll ex I'll be expecting my uh, bigger crown in the mail then. You know what's funny? They sold them at like the local sporting goods store, like Mowers or whatever. Are you called. fucking yeah. kidding me? I thought about going and just buying a new one and be like, I'm wrong. Hey, this I is, got upgraded. This is my real one. You're right. <laughs> That's amazing. That is I'm so sure my mom has the sash somewhere because she's a hoarder and she doesn't get rid of anything. Oh my gosh. I have, but I have you are revealing crown. so many interesting things. I know. <laughs> it's like I am I here for this. Conversations. <laughs> so I'm so here for this. Yes. Having my <sighs> own podcast, I've learned to just be like, this shit's just fodder. Whatever. Like, yeah. Here it is. Look at it. Look mm -hmm. at it. This is great. Okay, so you have no siblings. Grew up in the mm -hmm. country. Mm-hmm. You graduated. Moved up here. Moved up here when I was in third grade to okay. Weston. Was only there for a year and then moved to Belton. That's where Weston. I graduated from. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like Weston. It's a cute little town. Yeah, it was not fun. that much fun when I was little. Yeah. It's more uh, fun now. Yeah. Mex Mexico's actually really diverse. Is like, it? I had nice. black friends. I had an Indian friend. I had a couple Asian friends. Wow. Like, not everyone in Mexico, Missouri was white. And I moved to Weston. I was like, Whoops. And I'm like, where, where are all the black people? And I'm like, we don't have black people here. There's one black family in all the town. I was like, what? How does this work? Where are we? Like, that was such a foreign concept to me. And then Belton was a military town, so it was, yep. yeah. you know, still heavy white, but. Right. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, so did you like school? How was high school? Like, you know, was it? She oh was Miss fucking Belton. Well, right. Fair. That's true. Damn it. Let me tell you, Miss Dalton was not a popularity contest. Oh, okay. It was like in the summer. I'd like Clearly, because you had a tiny crown. I know, right? 
You're like, I don't know. Uh, no, it was uh, just kind of whoever signed up for it. It was definitely not like homecoming queen or anything like right. that. But um, no, I, I middle school was miserable. Mm-hmm. I would never go back and do middle school again. Um, I but I mean, I, I have some friends I'm actually still friends with from like elementary, nice. um, middle and high school. But uh, high school, I was like a nerd. I was in like the gifted program and I was in band and I did science Olympiad, but I also did like track and tennis. So I was kind of in the middle. Yeah. I had my church you. friends. I had my sciencey friends. I had my band friends. I had like all these different mixtures of people. That's um, the best. Yeah. So what you're saying is you're a well-rounded it. person. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, but uh, yeah, my, I get like decent enough grades. I was always in like the top you know, 15 or 20% of my class, but, uh, college went to Mizzou, loved Mizzou. It was a lot of fun. Party. Learned party, to finally party, let party. loose at Mizzou. That's for yeah. sure. I've never been, I've never partied in like in Columbia. Columbia. I never have. Oh, it's a great party well, town. My that's little where, sister that's went where there Kristen and I went. Right. Yeah. Other Kristen. We, yeah. she went to Mizzou as well. And, I'm a KU fan, so like Mizzou was always like, "Eh." yeah, I never went. Okay, I've partied in Lawrence a few times. It's a good town too. Very similar vibes, right? It it is. I can see. To be honest, I like I grew up in Kansas, so like I just never. It wasn't a. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, we weren't like, let's drive all of these hours to. I should have. (laughs) I should have gone to Columbia when when my little sister went there, and like maybe we should meet. Let's have a fun Mizzou what? party, party night. Yeah. No. I'm Although just... I'll be old in the bars. Hey, I'm a 40-year-old. Woo! <laughs> Watch Find out. the other 40-year-olds. Trust me, after football games, there's plenty of them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's how it is in Lawrence, too. Yeah. <laughs> Except for we're just drinking because we never win. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So is there anything that you would tell your teenage self? Ooh. Definitely it gets better. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy one. It gets mm-hmm. better. Right. I had a good time, but I had a hard time. There were a few hard times there in school. Um, especially in my senior year. Like there were just it just things kept popping off and things like shifted dramatically for me. I I went on a trip to Europe between my junior and senior year and that really shifted my perspective. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of started falling away from religion after that too. After the preacher's son's mom and her friends weren't quite so nice to me and welcoming to me after I wasn't going out with the preacher's son anymore. Oh, that's shocking. Yeah, when you start realizing that the people of the church kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's easy to be like, wait, all this. Uh, I'm gonna start questioning. Everything. Are, are you saying, saying that Christians are often not very Christ-like? <gasps> How yes, dear! Right? How I know. Dear. Especially the fucking preacher's wife, right? <laughs> They're um, worse. I'm spicy yeah, tonight. Apparently, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> oh my god! I think like especially the like don't don't be afraid to be don't be afraid to be yourself. Yeah. Like I was always nice so afraid to that? just be yes. natural and just be myself. I feel like I was right. always trying to put on a show. I was always trying to like make an effort for things and right for what? Why? Like, right. I'm in this shitty-ass high school. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> it's, that's what is such a bummer about, this is like 
a bummer is just such a small for word for what I'm about to say, but it's such a bummer that you're in high school with a brain and middle school with a brain that is not even close to being fully developed. Mm-hmm. Everything is coming at you. Everything is so hot. Like you just, it's so dramatic. Every single mm-hmm. thing is fucking It's dramatic. so hard. And you're trying mm-hmm. to just like figure it all out, but it's just all coming at you all the, it's just such a bummer. And the idea that, while all that is coming at you, you have to make all the, like in older teens, you have to make all these huge decisions. Like right. what college, what career, what are you going to do? Military, like all mm-hmm. of it. It's like, uh, my it's brain so isn't much. even done growing. Yes. Please leave me alone. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's just such a shit show. And you're yeah. expected to like make these adult decisions. It's just, ugh the worst yeah i think it's completely unfair i i do wish we had sort of a period between high school and your and college next level of education yeah you know whether that's college or it's technical or something like trade basic don't they a lot of people do that in europe Mm -hmm. take a what do they call it um something year i don't know know yeah where they either go like volunteer or they travel Travel or they do something service based so Um, no, yeah, we just, just like need- enjoy your summer, stupid, because you're going back to school. <laughs> well, I think that you know, like, um, I think I've been to Italy, and that's about the extent of my like totally over other than airports. Um, but they really do look at a, a lot of things differently, and mm-hmm. something that I'm discovering more and more as I'm getting older, is that America, United States is very, like, work-focused, very, um, which is fine, but it's very, like, you got to do this, you got to, like, work, 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 work. Right. And Mm -hmm. there's not, they don't, like, think about, like, a work family life or just a work, like, out of work life. A a not (laughs) working mental, (laughs) like, mental health. Yeah, they just, it's very, ugh. Right. It's like work yeah. ethic is so important here. Right. It's it's like you work your five days and then on your two days off, you have to do your housework because you don't have time, time to do any to do of it. that yeah. while you're working all day during the week. And, and if then you want to work like you out, you have to, you know, wake up at four o'clock in the fucking morning and right. like, if you want to yeah, do it's anything. Just, it's, you mean yeah. if you want to keep your body and your mind healthy to get mm-hmm. up and do the thing that pays for all the stuff for you to then go do the thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually capitalism, <laughs> not yes. work ethic. That, well. So that's capitalism telling you that you need to be productive. It's capitalism telling you that productive. it's okay that an employer takes 40 hours of your time, your prime time, like and that, that anything that you want off, like, You've got to earn it, or you've got to sacrifice something else for it, like pay. Yeah, you know. How do we get a lot uh, of other countries nap time have... during the middle of the day? That's all I want to know. Mm, <laughs> I want to fucking and nap. do siesta, right? I do uh, want it. I want it. <laughs> yeah, no, I. That's the beauty of being a solopreneur. I can nap or masturbate so... whenever the fuck I want during the day. Yeah, maybe masturbate then nap because you're awfully sleepy afterwards. Usually, <laughs> sometimes depending upon the toy, it wakes me. The it wakes you're just me just like, up. yeah. 
Let's get shit done. <laughs> I will say, I got oh a new toy in the mail yesterday. What is it? It's not in the box, but here's the box. I got a, a Womanizer Pro. Whoa. Oh, oh. that's one of those sucky things. Yeah. It's a clitoral sucker. Yes. So they were the first company, Womanizer, to design a clitoral sucker. So now there's several on the market, which there's lots of good ones out there mm-hmm. that are comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this uh, blows air out so fast it makes it feel like it's sucking and um this fucker made me pee the bed yesterday (laughs) so i thought i was squirting i was not uh got it real quick and and luck i was on a blanket moved to the shower to try round two peed again Round three at my boyfriend's house. Like I was like, all right, let's let's lay some towels down. Let's just be careful. Uh, Level three is my max. Oh my god! I won't pee the bed. (laughs) Just calm down. I'm forty. I'll admit, like I peed when I used a woman I did for the first time. (laughs) But it was a hell of a good orgasm. I don't give a shit. I don't care what happens. Just get me one of those. I'm I'm only sad that I didn't have my liberator blanket down. That would have been just fine. You know, oh, it's waterproof. And oh. The liberator blanket is just like a it's a purple, like soft velvety throw blanket, but it's waterproof and washable. That's a this is why we need you. You're in opening our life. you're opening my eyes to things <laughs> that I should It's almost just big enough to cover a queen size bed, like not flat. Oh, that's oh, a Oh shit. A big so it's blanket. not just like I, a... that's a fun time blanket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not enough to like go over the sides, but it'll cover like the top of it. Sweet. Yeah, I tend um, to throw that over like my. I also have a um, a wedge pillow. Yes. You know, yeah. Seen those? <laughs> uh huh. I'm old. My hips can't handle every position like they right. used to. So <laughs> can't bend <laughs> like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Right. Um, so the, it doesn't have a washable cover on my wedge. I can't just take it off. I need to get one made or something. So I just throw the liberator over that. There you go. I mean, that's all you need. I'll mm-hmm. tell you a real stupid funny story, and it's real quick. So our mail has been, like, getting lost, or at least mine has, um, mm-hmm. for, the like, the last two months, and things have <laughs> been delivered to the wrong house frequently. And <laughs> I ordered a clitoral sucker thing, mm-hmm. and it got delivered to the wrong house. And is it the same house consistently that they yes. delivered to? And do they open the packages before they look they at it? They didn't. They didn't. Oh, no. But I was just like, but just some random dude came and put the box on my porch. And I was like, oh, my God. I just like, like that. Cool, like, cool, 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 the, cool, cool. the two big things were a vibrator and a Bernie Sanders sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. Those things got <laughs> delivered to someone else. And I was just hoping they wouldn't open them. Before did you get both of them back? The, yeah. I well, did. you got the clitoral sucker. Okay, good. I, was I did. I'm going to get the Bernie sweatshirt, too. I got it. I, yeah, she was. I, I, I would was venture to say she was mad. real. She was more pissed about the Bernie sweatshirt. I was because I was just like, please don't open my right. My she super was more new scared vibrator. about the other. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I wouldn't really care if someone saw it. I just want it back <laughs> and unused. Right. I want it Ew, to be still yes, wrapped. Unused. Definitely still wrapped in the like cling wrap on the outside. But at least these things have like a seal on them. Yeah. So right. Exactly. Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. opened, so we were safe. <laughs> so how did you enjoy your clitoral sucker? Did you avoid uh, peeing the bed? Well, I had to charge it, and I haven't used it yet because I'm sad. Carly. <gasps> I know. It's been a long time. My kid is always here. 
That's fair. It'll he take can't. 45 it. seconds, I'm telling you. <laughs> it. Her, her room is right next to mine, and like, she'll sometimes she'll just hear Tyler, weekends. Tyler weekends. and I talking, and she'll be like, "What are you talking about?" And I'll be like, "I can't do Nosey. anything fun while she's in there." Does she like music? She does. She does. But she's she is been, she's hella she's nosy. unhealthily attached to Carly. <laughs> so. It's like the umbilical cord is still attached. How old is she? Twelve. Yeah. Well, All and I right. think like. I think uh, quarantine has uh, it made has it exasperated yeah. that. Yeah, because yeah, they don't have anywhere else to like yeah. Yeah. exude that energy, that attachment energy. Yeah. So, yep. well, have you all had the talk yet about? Well, I I have, yeah, like brushed kind of. upon it. Yeah, I haven't had the talk like i haven't been the, like the, 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 the penis talk. goes inside yeah. and then sperm co- actually, i mean we have technically i have actually we have yeah she watches a lot of gray's anatomy all right so you know they're always fucking each other on that show <laughs> so she understands conceptually yes. you know and understands reproduction correct so i think that some things that are really important to talk to kids about is yes, the please. importance of there are things that need to go on in an adult relationship that are none of your fucking business. Back the There's fuck a lock up. on the door for a, a reason, and yes. you need to respect the lock, and you also need to knock before you come in my room. Like, I'll respect you and knock before you come in. That's and there are times point. where we just need to have adult time. You need to put your music on and ignore it. Or you're going to need you to go to a different part unhear. of the house. Mm-hmm. Just that's you choose fair. to hear it, that's on you. You can't unhear his shit. You did that. <laughs> That was your mm-hmm. your fault. When you're older, you're going to be mortified. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Just like with things on the internet, like when it comes to talking to kids about online porn, it's important to talk to them about, hey, you know, there are going to be times where things are going to get presented to you that you've got to make a split decision. You know, am I going to watch right. this and potentially see something I cannot unsee? Can never unsee Or am yeah. I going to be like, no, thank you. I'm not. I'm not down for that stuff. Because um, those things are, are cool, but they're for adults. Right. It's not so cool when you're 12 because you'll be frightened mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Turning them on to things like books, like young adult mm-hmm. romance novels, things that may, you know, escalate over time as she ages to where it goes from, like, you know, kissing for the first time. Uh, yeah. Remember Judy Bloom forever? Yes. Like mm-hmm. That kind of Aww. stuff. Like, get her into that kind of stuff so that she has to use her imagination and she'll probably be less likely to turn to digital porn. Sweet. What about my what about my son? What about a boy though? <laughs> Same there's there's uh, there's young adult novels out there that have that kind of stuff in there for boys as well. And if they don't want to read it, they won't read it. I mean, you've seen that. Right. It's like kids don't want to read, they won't read. Right. I feel like so um, we've watched a lot of <laughs> like during quarantine, we've uh my husband and I just because we're all stuck in one house, we've been watching mm-hmm. a lot of tv shows that we watched and and it's like opened up a lot of conversations for us that you know like virginity and like all these different things that mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean you know i i had to explain that some of it to my seven-year-old too and like my seven-year-old is very curious mm-hmm. so and he asked like, what virginity was <laughs> yeah and he I'm, like i was very curious yeah. about sex and stuff he when i was wanted, a kid he like wanted way more detail <laughs> And I'm just like, I gave him, I mean, you know, like seven-year-old appropriate. Lot, yeah. Like you didn't, 
You weren't like, oh, the pee-pee and the... No. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't like that. No, but I... Always, you always use proper terms yeah, for body yeah, parts. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we do. Yeah. And that's a sexual safety thing, yeah. too. Yeah. And, but it's just, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, a, I feel like it's given me an open to be, to actually be very open, an yeah. opening to be very open with my boys, because I don't Good. ever want them to be... Like, my goal, because I am, like, my parents did not talk to me about anything. Oh, fuck like, no. Not, like, it was just, you know, whatever. No, they were like, go ride this three-wheeler without a fucking <laughs> right? helmet on. Bye. But, yeah, I want my children to be super open with me. And I've, I, I'm just very matter-of-fact, and I try to not make things, like, a huge deal. Good. And I'm better Good. I'm better than I because you know it is kind of weird at first, but I'm better yeah. than I used to be, I think. I think I'm yeah. kind of like I'm just really matter of fact about it at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> that's know? how Good. that's how it is with Anna too. Yeah. Like she'll ask a question, and I'll just be like, Look, this is what happens. And she's like, mm-hmm. Okay, bye. See you later. <laughs> but Good. I do think like if you are like that, if you don't make a big deal out of it, then they're more likely to come to you with mm-hmm. that stuff. So exactly. it's like, I'm just trying to... I remember asking my parents and they'd just be like, uh, I don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even cool, want to go ask learn it by watching porn wrong on the internet. Answer, yeah. folks, wrong answer. <laughs> I didn't I don't even want to like, like, ask my parents. It was just like, yeah, there was just not that openness. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, I think... I mean, I think to a certain extent that's like a generational thing too like I just think Mm -hmm. like our parents were just not as open about things right they're way more open now than they ever were when I was a kid so yeah who knows well you're an adult now fucking adulting it sucks yeah yeah getting getting started on that path with kids is is vital like like say you know using proper body terms Mm -hmm. that's a health and safety thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, teaching them about consent and boundaries that, yes. you know, you're, you get to decide what happens with your body. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't want to give someone a hug, it starts with, you know, things like that. Yep. Um, a lot of parents do wait until their kids are asking questions, which is great, especially, you know, like seven, eight range. If you've been somewhat proactive with some things, they will then be mm-hmm. inquisitive about things. But always make sure that, yes, it needs to be about some of the, the biological functions of things, but make sure that it's also about healthy relationships and, you know, reinforcing things that are free of stigma and telling them that they've got options and, oh, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. My kid so. was always, this was her number one thing for a long time. Well, if you weren't married, then how did you have a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Well, fuck. Let me tell you about it. Millions of people do it. It happens all the time, and it's Mm -hmm. fine. But like, she was really she was pretty small when she busted that one out on me. I was driving actually, and I was just like, "What?" And it's not like you want to get like (laughs) meta with a kid and be like, "Who told you you have to be married to have a baby?" Right? Like, you can just go have babies whenever you want. It's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it is fine, but. But because think about that, a lot of times when we're trying to answer a kid, when they, you know, or respond to a kid or we're taking it in from what they've said, mm-hmm. there can be a lot of fucking judgment from these kids. I right? know. Oh, Because someone gave them a judgy. message somewhere, right? Yep. So we don't often turn it around on kids because 
we remember that message that we got about that. And we still have something internalized about yep. that. That even if logically we've gone like, it's okay to have a kid outside of marriage. We still know that that message that we grew up with was no sex before marriage. Yep. Do not have a baby out of wedlock. Yep. Right. And we may have let go like, of well, some I things. Just did. <laughs> right. But then turning around to a child and saying like, there's nothing wrong with it. Who says that there is? Right. I was like, well, grandma it just said, happens. well, grandma was wrong. Grandma's wrong. That's it. End of story. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember we were driving and I was just like, whoa, swerve. <laughs> swerve. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like, would encourage you to start turning it around on her. She's old enough for it. Oh, yeah. She but is now for sure. A book you may consider for both of you is called The Talk. Um, I'm sorry. It's called Read Me, a Parental Primer for the Talk oh. by Dr. Lene St. John. Read Me? Read Me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I had her on my podcast. She went through the same program that I went through, Sex Coach You. But then I, I mean, I don't have children. So like, I went through it, and I think it's wonderful. She has, like, these five pillars that she thinks are critical to helping kids understand. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not just about the function of sex. It's about healthy relationships, like communication and consent, fantasy, she talks about. Um, but I had one of my best friends read it who's got an 11-year-old, and she was like, Oh my God, it's got me thinking about so many things that Good. I oh, hadn't thought cool. about. Right. The best thing about the book is it often makes parents think about some stuff for themselves and work out some shit for themselves. Sweet. So many things. And then we'll do go that. talk to their kid. Gonna go read it. Yeah. I yeah. have read out loud family night. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, now you read it. It's a great sometimes. book. That's man, you've given us some good books tonight. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you have. That's my job as a coach, just to connect people to good resources that help change their lives. Yay. I will take, I am like, I've said this so many times, but I just like feel such a responsibility because I I have two boys Mm -hmm. and I just don't want them to be dickheads. (laughs) You know, like, thank you. Thank you for thinking that way. I just feel such a responsibility. So anything like this that, you know, especially like consent and mm-hmm. like yeah. getting them to understand what a healthy relationship is and like, but you're also really and it's good not at that like, though. Like you're really good at oh, stuff you, like that. I'm probably going to traumatize them with everything I don't Fuck about. it. Don't at know. least they'll but, know what consent is. No, I just mm-hmm. like, but it's not just that. Like I want them to also understand that it's important for whoever they are with to also respect them and like... Yeah. So it's just. Ooh. I do have a book for you for boys. Um, Give local it to author, me. actually. Oh, nice. Um, it's called Mama Sutra. It's funny. Both these authors like the Mama Sutra thing. Like, Lene St. John's website is themamasutra.com. Oh, my God. Um, but this book by Natasha Ria Elskari, who's a local author and poet, and she has an art gallery at the Center for Sp- Spiritual Living on 39th. Oh. Um, she wrote a book called Mama Sutra. And it's a book about love and love making, and it was like dedicated to her son. So it's sort of a mother's letter to her child about how to be a good partner one day. Mm-hmm. And well, she covers nice. all sorts of things like personal hygiene, like scrub your lips before you, you know, go on a date. Um, take a damn shower. Wash your sheets between lovers. Right. Wash, yes. wash your sheets uh, more than period. every six months. Please. Right. Um, but then it is things like how to understand if this p- woman is showing you respect and how to give respect, how to give yourself respect. Yeah. Um, 
all sorts of different things, talking about masturbation, talking about porn. Uh, so I think that for that, there are some things in there that are probably a little your your boys may not be ready for, but for you to prepare yourself yeah. by reading the book so you're ready when those things come up. Yes. Um, I think it's a phenomenal book because you do. She said one of the things that we we do in our societies we have formulated this view of the patriarchal mother, this woman who was probably a sexual being back before she had children, but now she's not. She's a pious woman now, and she doesn't do she that just, dirty stuff. No, sex is gross. You know, probably never, no. probably, you know, in kids' eyes, the idea that their parents have not had sex since they procreated right. is actually pretty common. That's right. how it works. The, often the parents' fault for perpetuating this you had You had the one sex, and it made the one baby, and that was it. Right? Exactly. The so one we sex. Have, we have to stop perpetuating that because then what are we setting our children up for? The idea that you have this small window to get out there and have your fun, and then the second you have a child, it's all shut down. It's over. Right? No, no more fun for anyone. We know that's not true, but we don't want our kids to have that view. Right. Yeah. You know, we want them to understand that part like of that. growing yeah. up and being a healthy adult is you still have sex with your partner. Yeah. I remember <laughs> my mom told me, she was like, we were driving. I was driving. My mom was in the passenger seat and she was just like, sex isn't even good until you're in your 30s. <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> I was in my 20s. <laughs> and I was just like, well, you know, I might have been like 18. So I was already having sex, but. I didn't want to hear my mom talking about how good sex was in thirties, like like in my thirties, right. and I was just like, my mom was so fucking right. <laughs> she was so right. She was so, like, mm, it's not even good until you're in your thirties anyway, because that's when they learn shit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so something that I haven't said about my childhood, um, I was very much a snoop, and I think I found my mom's vibrator for the first time when I was like five. I uh-huh. had no idea what it was, but I right. knew it was something naughty. I, but I didn't know exactly what it was. But by the time I was like 11, I figured it out. And um, She's like looking around like her mom's around the corner right now. I know, now. right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I just found it. How far do I go with this story? No. Um, I, never, I don't think I've ever told my mom, other than saying it on my podcast, other people's podcasts, that I found her back. Like, I found my dad's porn. Right. So definitely showed the porno mags to people. But yeah, there was one time that I was like, you know, look at this out of the drawer. And my friends are like, what's that? I'm like, I don't really know, but I'm pretty sure it's for something like naughty. And my friend was like, that's it's vibrator. Bad. I was like, what is, what? What? She's like, she uses that on her like pussy. I was like, ah. <laughs> just let it, okay. just put I'm it back on the bed. that now. Just going to be done with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was, my dad always had just like Playboys laying around. In just my like house, around? just like on the coffee table, like as a coffee, like sit down, read a Playboy, leisure book. Look, check Playboy it out. Look at articles. these tits. Like, okay. <sighs> I mean, yeah, no, that's not. They what weren't we like do. put away. Yeah. I found my uncle's Playboy when I was like four or five, and he caught me like, like laying on the bed, just like looking at it. <laughs> he stuck it behind me and like plucked it out from in front of me, and I was like, what? I'm trying to like, read what are you that. Doing looking at this. There's some like, good articles in here, Uncle. Right. <laughs> I'm like just. The, I still remember it was the 30th anniversary edition, so it was like <laughs> all these people they'd had, in, so it was like tons of pictures. But I just remember looking through it, like, ooh, huh. like what if my boobs like this? What if my boobs? Like, ooh, her right. body hair is different. It like, was more wow. about sort of like. An Do artistic... people just sit like that all the time? 
Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I'm going to like, ooh, ooh, I want, you know, thinking about stuff like, ooh, I will do a lingerie outfit like that one day and have pearls, you know. And like a weird collar mm-hmm. and some. Oh, would it be cool, though? The oh, cuffs. just the cuffs. And the collar. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool? That is, th- like, there's many things about Europe and just other places in general that I'm kind of jealous about but one of them is like sexuality like wouldn't it be Mm -hmm. cool if the human body wasn't was just always sexualized like 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 you can't even breastfeed your babies because cool god forbid bodies were just beautiful for what they are and like that's something Mm -hmm. that I've yeah because I think I think this country has helped with that in Europe yes yeah but this country Mm -hmm. just breeds people that become insecure about everything and everything is sexualized and everything it's just i just wish it wasn't that way right i mean i don't care if everything's sexualized it's just don't make it so it's bad yeah, but it shouldn't yeah. all be sexualized. Right, like, right. But you're right. Like, uh, but like everything should be sexualized. Like but if it is, nipple. it's not a bad thing. Right. It's like, a nipple. Chill. Yeah. Calm thyself. Right. Like, sex is okay. Like, sex is healthy. Oh, don't like. It's you know what really thing. makes me angry is the whole like girls can't wear tank tops in the yeah. summer or like That's at school. That's what I was just about to reference. Yeah. Are you yeah, serious? Like, we don't I need to sexualize seeing skin, shoulders, correct. right? Correct. Right? And and it also needs to stop being about women being responsible for male acts and the male gaze. Correct. Like, we are not responsible for them not Looking, being able like, to concentrate. Like, right. It's like their that's fault. That's your that problem, stupid. It, it is not our... That they're our, weak humans. Uh, it is yeah, not if our my problem kid, if that I, men can't control themselves, which right. they can. They can. You're not a fucking animal. Ugh. You're not a it's goddamn, gross. like... Bull, like the idea on. that like there really are men out there that are like, well, we just can't control. We have needs. Fuck off. Like fuck all the way fuck off. All the way off until you are in. Because one, way. like women also 100%. have needs. Heads up. Just a just an FYI. Heads up. Women mm-hmm. also. We have also needs. like to come. Thank but did you. Did you know that we, we actually like to come more than they do? So, but, correct. but did you suck know it. that we can control ourselves? But suck it. <laughs> What? What? Although, I mean, I have seen, you know, women go nuts and. Right. You know. But that's not my jam, but. No, it's not mine um, either. Because I can control myself. Correct. In public or wherever mm-hmm. I'm at. But yeah, I told Anna that if she ever got dress coded, I would call her principal and tell him to fuck off. Oh, I've already told my boys. Like, there are things that, like, um,. You know, there have been new, like, stories in the news where there have been, like, walkouts for, like, all, you know, different things. And I'm like, here's the thing, boys. If you fucking want to walk out, if it, if we're talking about, like, racial issues, things like that, where there's just, like, things that should be walked out on. Yeah. I will support that. Like, I will give you permission. I do not give a shit. Like, I don't care if you get in trouble. If you're doing the right thing, then I'm all for it. Right. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I told Anna that. I was like, listen. Dude, I would lose my shit if Anna, uh, like. Right. For a tank top or shorts. Bro, it's 112 degrees when school starts. Like. But also, shoulders Mm -hmm. aren't sexual. 
Mm-mm. No. Belly buttons. No, they're just skin. It's just part aren't of your body. Sexual. That's a body. And bodies just being present aren't yes. sexual. It's not right. sexual. Why are you sexualizing a kid walking down a hallway? Right. It makes me angry. Why are you sexualizing angry. a kid sitting at a desk? They're exactly. doing work. Exactly. I told her There's that. nothing sexual about that, no matter how much or I little would. clothing they're wearing. Right. I told her yeah. I would, number one, tell whoever it was that called me to fuck off. Number two, I'd bring her like an oversized t-shirt that says, now you can't see my shoulders or like something else stupid that it's just that it's Mm -hmm. just like it makes me angry and i'm not like listen i get it teenagers teenagers are so hormonal yes there's daydreams there's fantasies there's all these things that happen and i'm not saying that but i it should not be on the woman's it it, it is not our responsibility for for somebody else's distraction like if they can't not take care of themselves like, I swear, I, yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. Right. No. Like, I like And I know some too. moms of boys are like, oh, it's so rough for boys. I am not like that. No. <laughs> fuck off, like, children. Oh, fuck those really? children. It's I, so rough for, really? No, but you Have, know that I'm just saying, like, there are yeah, moms I know, out I've there that, that are too, just like, and it's just no. infuriating. No, it is infuriating. And I only have boys. And it's, it. <sighs> Oh, you mean it's difficult to raise a boy with emotional intelligence who has self-respect and yes. understands boundaries? That's, That's hard. <laughs> so it's hard for you to be a parent to teach them all the things That's like so that. so hard, though. All these keywords. It's so funny because I, like, I just... I'm like, boundaries, boys. If somebody... Yep. <laughs> when somebody does not want to be touched, we don't touch them. I don't care if it's your friend. I don't care if it's me. We don't touch them. I'm always like, my, that's what I yep. mean when I say I, I worry I'm going to traumatize my children. Because no. I'm just constantly like. Like pausing shows. Did you see that? Yes. Now that's what we call we're, consent. We're watching, <laughs> we're watching Fresh Prince right now. And, uh, and mm-hmm. like they'll do something. I'm like, yeah, mm-mm, boys, no, mm-mm, we don't do that. No, that is not how girls want to be talked about. No. We don't want to. No, mm-mm. Do not walk up oh, to a girl and be like, back and- hey, baby, with your arms around him. Mm-mm. No, we don't want to be touched. Don't do it. Isn't it funny going back and watching 90s yes. shows and seeing what yes. did not age well? Yes. And there's a lot. Like, there's a lot that is like, it's still funny. It's still, but it's like, I just, I just often have to like throw something. And it, I don't even pause it at this point. I just like throw it out there. I'm like, yeah, boys, we don't do that. did you see that we don't do it yeah no that's not how we talk to girls no we don't put our arms around a girl like no we don't fat shame people no yeah yeah, yeah. like oh in the 90s it was all about fucking fat shaming oh my god oh yeah uncle phil is just constantly fat shamed constantly Mm -hmm. fat shamed but i just read harry potter with like we just finished the books uh, like three weeks three yeah it wasn't very it wasn't very long ago there's so much fat shaming in that book that like, yep. I, I, I just stopped saying mm. it because they knew it. I would just be like, yeah, that's, that's mean, just isn't it? Just point to it and be like, what Ugh. is this? Yeah. Fat shaming? Okay. Yeah. Continue. I mean, it, it was like jarring mm. in the beginning because I just, I had never read them and I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, oh no, that is not yeah, how I never read the books. people. Yeah. They're good. Like I, I, I have so many feelings <laughs> about it. Feelings? But yeah, there, it was, it, uh, 
it was jarring and it made because i mean it was they were written a long time ago and it was like not that long ago but yes well i mean in the 90s and british british folks are real heavy on fashion remember remember in love actually how much oh, everyone yeah. loves that stupid natalie movie. natalie is natalie, the fat girl and natalie. she's like she's like wearing a size six and right. i'm like excuse the fuck out of me and she's Stunning. I mean, and also, fucking stunning. Are we going to talk about the fact that he fired her so he could date her? Oh, there's, there's so many. There's things. so many things in that movie. <laughs> like, it's but you so know what? Much like, sadly, I still love stuff that movie. in that movie. Everyone's obsessed with it as a Christmas movie. I used to like it too, and then I, and then I didn't watch it for a few years, and I watched it again. I was like, oh wait. No. Oh, no, but no, she's so no. fat. Did you see how big her thighs are? I'm like, uh, her thighs are the size of my calves. I feel like get out of here. I, I I honestly feel like almost everything that I grew up with loving, uh, it just they don't often age well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just kind of learned to appreciate them for what they are and what they were. Like it's the nostalgia, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. not necessarily yeah. what actually was going. Because there's on. like there's like good things in in it and but then there's so many problematic things i mean yeah. my boyfriend and i just went back and watched buffy the vampire slayer Ooh. like the movie or actually, the series the movie the series is, okay i have thought about what like i've because i'm in like a funk with every like every tv thing. and everything and and I, i've thought about going back and watching it i never watched it's, the show i only watched the movie. it held up did it, it? did okay it, so Okay, here's my thing. I've seen Buffy more times than I can count because it used to be on. I don't know what that was in my house. Sorry. Uh, a, sh- uh, a rogue cock. I don't maybe know. It's, maybe it's someone upstairs. Anyway, but maybe my cats jump. Maybe you jump too. Anyway, sorry. Um, I used to watch Buffy all the time when I was like packing up to move and mm-hmm, I've moved mm-hmm. quite a bit. It's so, like I basically have all the show titles memorized <laughs> at this point. That's um, but I thought it was just me loving it. But then when my boyfriend started watching it, he's like, there were a couple things early on with Xander's behavior that was problematic. But then he learned his lessons and grew up and truly became more of an advocate and ally. Um, but yes, it aged well. Talk Like a Lady is produced by Tyler Morton and hosted by Carly Morton and Jessica Fontana. And you can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at T-L-A-L podcast, or you can send us an email and that's T-L-A-L pcast at gmail.com.